guys, Michael here with Wedding Videography School. Hope you guys are having a great week. I know I am. I'm uh, currently sitting in my car, and once I record this, I am going to go pick up a hamburger and fries for my wife, who's got three more months of being pregnant. Uh, so I am, I am a busy beaver running errands for her and uh, catering to her every need, want, desire, <laughs> all of that. But uh, yeah, today's show is going to be awesome. I've got Whitney Milton on the horn. Uh, my wife made fun of me for saying on the horn the other day, and she said, nobody says that. That's not even a saying. And I said, it is a saying. I've heard people say it before. And then she Googled it and found out that I was right. And then she said, but this is an English saying. And I said, an English saying is still a saying. And so anyway, I'm not sure why it, what made me think of that. But uh, yeah, Whitney Milton of Whitney Milton Films. Uh, you can check her out at WhitneyMiltonFilms.com. Also on Instagram under the same name. Uh, we're going to be talking about elopement videos. Uh, I know that one of the things that I'm seeing a lot in my email inbox from potential clients is people asking about elopement films. So uh, definitely, you definitely want to listen to this podcast if you have any interest in shooting elopement wedding videos. And honestly, I hadn't really had any interest in elopements until... Uh, Whitney was telling me about her elopement couples and the process and all of that. And now I'm a little more interested and, uh, I don't know, I might, I might step into the world of elopement videos, which before I had to kind of avoid it. So anyway, this is a great show. Uh, hope you guys enjoy it. Hey, Whitney, it's good to have you on the podcast today. Thank you so much for taking the time out of, uh, I know it's probably a busy Saturday for you because you have kids and such, uh, but it's really good to to have a, a, a time to just chat with you. And uh, I'm, I think everybody out there is excited to hear what you have to say. So thanks. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. Awesome. So I think I met you, ooh, maybe it was like two years. I want to say it was two years ago, but it yeah, might have been. That. Okay. I'm, I feel like I'm really bad at remembering <laughs> time frames and stuff. It's the kids. <laughs> they do that to you. Yeah. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Whitney and I both have our own kids. Uh, how old are your kids, Whitney? I have a four-year-old and a two-year-old. Nice. Uh, which is something I should probably mention. You might hear some like blood curdling screaming going on in the background <laughs> on my end because uh, we're doing potty training this weekend and oh fun <laughs> so uh i don't know what your your strategy was for that but ours it's another is, podcast that's for sure yeah yeah uh ours has been there's just been a lot of screaming going on so if you hear any of that it's not child abuse it's just uh <laughs> not wanting to go to the bathroom in the right place so uh, alrighty, let's just jump into this. Uh, tell me a little bit about your background and how you got started in wedding videography. Yeah, it's kind of um, it's kind of a stranger story. Um, my husband and I, before we had our kiddos, were living in Peru um, and doing a lot of um, mission work, nonprofit. We worked for an organization that prevents um, human trafficking. 
and we were doing a lot of um, street ministry with kids and um, and you know dealing with some pretty dark stuff and I just I guess a kind of like an outlet some trying to find some light in the midst of all that darkness um, picked up a camera and started to offer you know photography and videography for my uh, for my for the local people for the local women and the, and their babies and and I loved it I love seeing what um, I love seeing their faces when they got their images and when they got their video back. Um, I love the power of a video and being able to tell a person's story. And so, and I found that it was able to even bless the ministry that I was working for with the power of videography and um, and further our cause even more, which was which was awesome. When our term ended, um, my husband and I moved over uh, out here to Colorado. And, you know, I, I said, you know, I, I love to keep my videography going, um, but maybe with a little lighter of a, um, <laughs> of a cause. And, and so I, I started to look into um, wedding videography and I offered to do a video for a friend of mine who was getting married. And, and I loved it. I love telling their story. I love getting to know more of that and be able to artistically share their story. So um, from there, my business started and it just kind of like, you know, grew um, more than we thought. I wasn't sure if it was going to be just a hobby or a smaller business. And now it's gotten into something a lot bigger and very exciting. So, yeah, that's awesome. Um, so how did you have any prior experience with like video before this? I mean, most no. people don't just pick up a, a camera and like, I'm going to shoot videos and not really have any idea of what to do or how to do it. <laughs> No, I really didn't. I had I had no idea. I mean, I snuck got a teacher in um, in Peru. Uh, I was like the only only person that did a little gringo out there with a camera. Um, and, you know, because I had no pressure, I, I could I could explore as much as I wanted. Um, so at first, I had I had no like no experiences. Um, when I moved to here um, to um, Colorado, um, I had a friend, um, he's an amazing um, photographer, his name's Shelly Al, and he, and I asked him, I, I just I said, I know you're a photographer, he also works for years in China, and um, and did amazing work, and then he started going into portraits, and so he now um, focuses only, like, mainly on portraits, and so if you need a por portrait photographer, Shelly Al is, is incredible. Um, and he, he met up with me at Starbucks uh, once a week and started just teaching me the, the actual basics and kind of going through my work and being like, oh, you've been doing this wrong your whole life. And I was like, oh, okay. And, um, and that was really helpful. And then when I said like, okay, I'm glad I have the foundation of photography and the rules there, but my heartbeat really is video more than even photography. I began to explore like local videographers near me that really knew how to tell story and really knew how to um, um, not just like the, the the science behind it, but that really got the heart of it. And and Adam Bradley's work um, just stirred me. And every time I watched it, I was like, David, my, my husband, I was like, you have to watch this video. Like, look what he's doing here. And and I just kind of like got the courage just to write him. And I was like, hey, can can um, can you can you really help me uh, grow in, in my area and my passion of videography and, and storytelling? And he was like the kindest <laughs> kindest man ever. And he even like took my phone call and he invited me down. He had a wedding out in Mount Princeton and he invited me out to Mount Princeton and he just showed me the ropes and he's kind of been my 
my main video mentor um, for the last five years, and that's been pretty awesome. So definitely, uh, if you're new, don't don't hesitate hesitate to reach out for mentorships and um, to other people that are around you. I mean, it's best to learn from others. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think people are going to find that there's there's at least one or two people near them who will um, who will be willing to do that sort of mentorship. And uh, you might get some no's along the way. Like I've had people reach out to me and they've um, they've asked me if I if I can help them or whatever. Sure. And then when I talk to them, you know, I find out that, you know, well, I wrote, you know, six other people and nobody got back to me. So expect <laughs> expect that along the way, but don't get discouraged. Find find someone because um, there are people who, who will help you just have to get to that. Yes. Um, Absolutely. And that's some of like running your own businesses as your your skin will get a lot thicker by the end of it or by the middle of it, because um, you know, you're going to get a lot of no's a lot, a lot of times. And you just have to remember like every, like every, um, 10 no's you get, then you'll get a yes. And, and that's, that's just part of like inquiries to mentorships to, to everything that you want. So. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so I know that you have kind of branded yourself as an elopement videographer. Can you tell, can you tell me a little bit more about like what you're doing? Uh, like what, I guess, like, what is your like strategy for that? Um, and, and why, why elopements? Yeah. So, um, I think because, uh, I've lived in multiple countries in my life. I grew up in Spain. Um, I lived some time in, in, uh, Portugal. Um, as a baby, I would lived in Japan um, I've traveled the world a lot. My husband and I traveled the world after we got married. Um, and then we, of course, lived in Peru, like I mentioned before. And I, I love seeing um, how weddings are done and how relationships are developed all over the world. And it's not, it's not always the, the typical American wedding of uh, you know, lots and lots of money and lots of lots of um, people and you know, very formal and and I guess I'm not a very formal person. I think some of my, my traveling and all that has made me a very um, kind of more laid back or more like I don't really love etiquette. So elopements already, um, a lot of my couples that call me um, that are looking to elope are kind of already kind of already connect with that already with me. So um, I, I get couples who call me every year that say um, a bride who calls almost in tears saying, I was planning this large wedding because it's what my family wanted. It's what I thought was the right thing to do. And and I'm having nightmares. I'm having like wedding nightmares of all this planning and all this stress and and then all the money that we don't really have or that I wanna use for something else. And, um, and so um, I wanna elope. <laughs> and I, I kind of love that. I just, I love that you're just, putting all of the things that you don't want to do in life on um, and saying no thanks to that and life is short. I'm going to do what I want to do. Uh, I mean, I still take larger weddings every year, of course. Um, and I, and I love them. I love my large weddings that I choose. I love the couples that um, I connect with and telling their stories, but definitely heart. Uh, my heartbeat is, is these elopements. Um, we plan a lot of um, adventure type elopements. So, my couples call and um, say, I, I don't know where I want to marry. <laughs> I don't know where I want to say my vows. I don't know where, um, 
I want to do this. I don't know, um, you know, even what date. And we, and I help them plan it from the get go. So I find like the the perfect view, the per- perfect mountain spot. You know, depending on if, they, if it's just a two person elopement or some of my weddings or elopements are more like intimate weddings. So they're like thirty people or less, um, and you know, need different kind of kind of place for that. So, and then we we get we get to hike hike to beautiful places. We do a lot of adventure type stuff. I have one elopement right now that I'm planning where um, we're going to actually um, do like a helicopter or a um, an airplane elopement. So we're going to fly, um, you know, from the Denver area to up in the mountains and then find a gorgeous spot to elope and then fly back. And I'm really, I'm really stoked about that. So yeah, it's, it opens up the door. Um, it, it lets the couple really focus on themselves and, and on their marriage and, um, and have an, an amazing, memorable day with very little to no stress. Yeah, I was just going to say, it sounds a lot less stressful than uh, for like for you too. Like it sounds like a lot less stress than a typical uh, wedding. Uh, do you find that that's the case or are you still like pretty stressed out on the shoot day? Yeah, in some ways it's less stressful for me as the videographer. Um, I mean... Larger weddings also aren't super stressful, especially if you've done enough of them that it's kind of more routine. Like, you know what's to come, you know what's, you know what to expect. But when you deal with less people and you're out and hiking in a mountain, it's always less stressful, in my opinion. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I, I just so enjoy it that um, I don't, I, I guess I don't feel that much stress at all. Sure. Well, tell me a little bit how, like, what does an elopement day look like for you as the videographer? Um, sure. Yeah, well, just walk, I, kind of walk us through that process. So, like, everyone is different, of course, um, because I try to do things that are um, kind of unique to the couple and their story. Um, and, and some of my couples are more private and conservative, and some of mine are more like free and um, and outgoing. So I recently did a, um, a an elopement with Adventure instead. Um, um, Maddie May was the photographer, and we um, we got up at three o'clock in the morning. I met the couple um, at their Airbnb. Um, and they were, you know, she was getting her hair and her, her makeup done there. And she had a, you know, cute plaid shirt on and, and he was also in the same, in the same place. So it was really chill. There wasn't like this dress of not seeing each other. Uh, and they were packing their backpacks and I was just filming them getting ready at three o'clock in the morning. It's completely dark. And then when I was able to like film them, walk out the door, say goodbye to their family, who was going to meet them up on the mountain. And we, you know, we, we drove to the trailhead and we had our headlamps on and we hiked through the dark for a, a couple of miles to this amazing um, mountain, um, lake mountain view. And and it was cold. I mean, it's really cold. Um, so, you know, already hours are being spent that way. Um, and and then as the sun is coming up, we we get them dressed for the first look. So she's behind one rock and and, and a little bit in the trees, and, and he's behind another. And they and they get ready and they get dressed, you know, in the in the little bit of sunlight coming up. And um, and then as the sun is coming up and the and the the alpine glow is just gorgeous. The the mountain is turning bright red we have this amazing first look and um you know just to see their they have this time with no one around them and um, it's really special very cold but very very special 
Um, and then we have about an hour to do amazing portraits. So we're, we're exploring around the mountain with this gorgeous red glow and um, the couple is, uh, we have no timetable to us. We're just doing what we need and what we want. And, and about an hour later, the their whole family comes up. So there's about 25 of them and they hike up the mountain as well. And we have this spectacular elopement there. Um, and you can see this video on my website. And then after that, we, you know, we do some formal pictures with the family and, um, and then we're able to do even more portrait, uh, portraits and a hike down in her wedding dress. And it's really fantastic. Um, and then afterwards there's a, um, we had a mini reception at their Airbnb and their Airbnb, you know, it was beautiful out in the mountains. It was still very chill. She had a different outfit she was able to change into to be comfortable and yet still feel, you know, celebratory. And they had a private chef, um, his name's Kent. Um, I refer him a lot. I know Adventure Instead uses him a lot. He's really fantastic. You can reach out to me for his info. Um, I don't have his Instagram here, but his name's Kent and is, is awesome. And he made an elaborate, like intimate meal for the whole family. It was multiple stages. I think it was a, I want to say it was like a 12 course meal. It was really fantastic. And, um, um, and yeah, and then they had their cake and they, they were able just to really be intimate and fun. And, um, and I was able to capture more of that too. And it, it, the whole day takes about eight to 10 hours. Nice. Yeah. Uh, okay. Wow. You like really painted a picture there. So, um, what, what would you say your interaction with the, with the couple is on that day? Like I know for me, when I'm shooting like a traditional wedding, I'm definitely, I definitely think that I'm a little more like reserved. I try to hang back. I try not to be too involved, but I feel like if you're shooting an elopement and it's a lot of the times it's just you and the couple and maybe only a few guests. Are you, do you find that you're a little bit more involved in terms of like your interaction with the couple? I would say, um, there's already a relationship built there. When you hike up a mountain together, you already have like a friendship kind of built. So there's, I would say there's a little bit more of a intimacy that goes on with an elopement versus a bigger wedding where things are so busy. I'm, I'm kind of more, um, just kind of like ushering the time along. Um, but, uh, I would say in an elopement, there's a lot more intimacy built between, you know, the photographer, the videographer and, and the couple. Um, because, um, we know we're laughing we're talking along the way. We're learning things about each other along the way. Um, but you know, during the actual, um, sacred time of the elopement of the first look of the portraits, I still act pretty much very reserved. You know, I want to give them the space. I don't want them to feel awkward with me, like right up in their face. Um, you know, I, I, I can guide them on things to do that feels comfortable with them, but I try to avoid like the cheesy po poses and the, you know, super formal things that, that most of my couples that are up and on a mountain won't feel comfortable with. Um, but, um, but yeah, I would say it has a definitely more chill and more relaxed and comfortable feel than a larger wedding. Okay, cool. Do you, let me ask you about like the posing and stuff. Do your couples kind of rely on you a lot for telling them what to do and kind of guiding them through like what's going to look good? Sometimes. Yeah. I mean, it, it all depends on the couples. Um, I, I will say a lot of, 
a lot, well, I won't say necessarily a lot, but some of my couples are more shy and reserved and might would need a little bit more guidance. But usually it kind of falls really naturally, especially after you've had that warm up of being together. You know, it's not like, bam, portrait time. We're doing portraits along the, along the way. Um, and so I'm able to, you know, if, if I feel like they're needing a little bit more guidance, I can give them some guidance, but usually it's not like photography. And a lot of times the, the photographers that I work with also don't rely on very standstill portraits. So we do a lot of movement. Um, I'm encouraging them to, you know, run through this field or, um, or, you know, to dance in this area. Like what I ask them things like, what, what is it that you would you typically do? Um, and, and if it's not something, if, you know, I don't tell them to kiss or don't make out. You know, I don't tell them to do things um, if it's not something that they would feel comfortable doing because I want it to be natural to their story. Um, so a little bit of guidance, um, you know, I might would encourage them, you know, encourage the, the groom to, to lead his bride uh, and, and walk this way. And I'm able to capture that. And as you know, as a videographer yourself, like movement looks so much better than just standing still uh, in your video. So I, I, I do in, do and guide them through movement more than just standing and posing, but usually they're able to, to do things that feel natural to them. Yeah. So tell me a little bit like what, so I don't do a ton of posing in my stuff just cause I felt like I've, I'm really not that great at it and I should probably improve. So what are some tips that you can give me to help me, uh, to help me help my couples with posing. <laughs> so I find like for video, especially, um, using a lot of humor is huge. Um, I'm a pretty serious person. I mean, a lot of people think that about me. I'm pretty serious, especially when it comes to like my, my business, but like in my personal life, with my friends, I'm really goofy. Um, I think it takes a while for people to get that side of me, but I try to tap into that goofy side for for my couples so i really encourage them to you know you know to make each other laugh so i will encourage him to say something to her um whether it just be like a funny joke or something dirty or something to make her gonna laugh laugh and blush and then they you know they feel silly because they have like this camera here with them and then they they have like genuine interaction so i often encourage like i have one couple this was an actually a larger wedding um, and they felt super awkward in front of the, in front of the camera. <laughs> and he was just like, I can't, like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say to her. And I just told them, like, I want you to pull her in close and tell her the ABCs, whisper the ABCs to her in the sexiest voice that you can. <laughs> and he is like, that sounds so stupid. I'm like, it is so stupid. So I want you to try it. And he did. And he, like, he's laughing so hard because it's, he felt so silly. And she's laughing so hard. And, and on the video, he would never know what's happening. And they love that. They love that part of them because they have genuine laughter and, and it looks like them. So I try to like incorporate things like that. Um, otherwise, I just just fun, like, like, I, like, I, like I said, running, running through a field, um, picking her up and twirling her, um, doing things that are a little bit more um, like, you know, the bear hug, things like that, that would get them to interact more casually, more relaxed, more intimately. Perfect. Yeah, that's all good stuff. I'm going to have to start <laughs> working on that, I, I think. Um, 
So when you're doing these shoots, like you, you mentioned that you're hiking on mountains and all that kind of stuff. What I, I assume you have to pack light and I'm wondering, you know, are you bringing tripods with you? Or are you bringing a monopod? Or are you bringing a, are you mostly on a gimbal? Like what does that kind of setup look like for you? Yeah, it's, it's a little bit, yeah, it's hard. I have a, um, an Osprey backpack that I've converted into a hiking backpack. I have, you know, you can get on Amazon these, um, uh, what, what I can't think what they're called, like just like these pads that you can put your gear in, um, stuffers. And I, and I, and I carry two of those in my backpack and I stack them on each other. Um, I have a harness that I wear that a lot of, I do all my handheld stuff that way on a, on just a, a back harness. And that's and just have, like a, sorry, that's just like a photographer kind of harness yeah, that photographers use. Photographer. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, you have to be careful. Like when I shoot with my 85, doing it handheld is really, really hard. It's better to use a tripod or a, um, or a monopod. But like you said, I have to pack light. So um, usually in my backpack, I have, um, you know, two cameras. Um, I have a 35 and an 85 because uh, I want a wide shot and I want a close up. And I have, um, I don't always bring my gimbal. Sometimes I do if there's, you know, if, if I feel like I'll use it, if I have enough time, um, I usually bring my drone up there and I use a Mavic, um, something small. And then, um, on the outside of my pack, I strap a very lightweight, um, um, tripod. I have a Manfrotto, um, hiking tripod that is super lightweight. And then I also have a Jovi that I bring as well. So I'm able to like set up time lapses as well. So sometimes I'll bring a, a GoPro and sneak, you know, put it in the corner so I can get that sunrise coming up and things like that. Um, um, and yeah, and then I'm able just to like find a spot to throw my gear down when I get up there and, um, and I always keep one camera out. Um, usually my 35 and it, cause I can handhold that pretty well. Um, and, and to do shots along the way. Nice. What you said a Jovi, what, what's that? It's a really tiny tripod and <laughs> you can, you okay. can look it up. Uh, it's super lightweight. It's really small. It's like, you know, two feet, <laughs> two feet. That's it. And it's, it's pretty great for like landscapes and, um, you know, like I said, like time lapses and things like that. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. Awesome. So how do you manage your time when you're, when you're, so obviously you're going up with the couple, um, what's hat like, obviously you need some time to fly the drone. I assume that you would probably set up your time lapse, like probably while you're doing all these other things anyway. So maybe you don't really need a ton of time for that. Um, but like, how do you manage your time when you're up on the mountain? Like, do, does the couple kind of stand around while you're flying the drone or are they working with the photographer during that time or how, how does that work? Yeah. So it kind of, I mean, it just depends on the couple on the day, but I mean, I never have them just standing around if they need a break. Sometimes my couples are like, I'm, I'm really, really cold and I always bring like tons of hand warmers and, you know, extra blankets. And so I'm like, okay, why don't you guys sit down? Um, sometimes I even bring hot coffee with me in my pack. And I'm like, why don't you guys just have a little warm up break? Cause you're shivering and you don't want that to show in your video either. And you look miserable. So let's, let's warm you up. And I, <laughs> and I give them a blanket and I give them some hot coffee. And, and then that's the time where I can just like take 10 minutes and fly drone. Usually though, to be honest, um, the drone I'll either use with a couple in it. Um, and the other stuff, when I do scouting, a lot of times I'll go and like scout these places beforehand. That's when I fly, go ahead and fly my drone so they can have that um, as backup B-roll. 
oh, okay so you're actually going <laughs> to these locations before the the day like the day yeah of. usually yes because i want to make sure that it's a good fit for my couple what what this is maybe like a, a picky question what do you do if you get there like what if you shoot your drone video on one day and then you go back the next day with the couple and then the weather's like totally different yeah, obviously that's a no-go. <laughs> you can't be like, hey, it was snowing that day and it wasn't snowing. This, you know, So no, that usually is a no-go. But usually um, when I scout the, the, the place, it's, it's around the same time as well. I'll go back and make sure things are looking good. Gotcha. Okay, perfect. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's all really good info, especially for somebody who's never shot an elopement before. Um, yeah. What, what would you say are like, maybe give us some tips as far as like, like what's something about an elopement that maybe somebody who hasn't done one before wouldn't expect or should definitely know. Huh? That's a tough question. Um, I think that a lot of people assume that elopements are just one or two hours. Yeah. Um, yeah. Actually, yeah. I probably would have assumed that they were <laughs> like super short. Right. And I, I don't offer one or two hour elopements. Um, you know, I have people say, you know, I or even four hours. I don't offer that. Um, so I think that your day is like, especially for a video, that's I find that really challenging to create. Like they want an epic film. They look at my films and they're like, I want this amazing film that's five minutes long that has all of this cool stuff in it. And and I only want to hire you for two hours. Um, I, you know, I don't offer that. That's so, that's, that's not really realistic and it's their special day. So, um, I, I brand myself for couples that really want to, um, have a, a true experience, you know? And so I, I would say don't, if you're, if you're a new videographer, if you're are you wanting to get into developments, like, um, go ahead and think it through like what do you want to offer for a full day for your couples it might not be hiking i know plenty of people that are like i don't want hiking elopements like i don't want that and that that's that's fine so maybe you do want you know those people that only want two hours but for for me and for a lot of people that they, they do value that um the gift of giving your couples a, a full day just like any other wedding giving them the same amount of treatment giving them the same amount of energy as your as your other um you know, full day elopements, I mean, full day weddings. Um, so I, I would say my main thing is like, before you jump into this, think through what, what kind of brand you want, what kind of um, gift you want to give to your couple as far as energy, as far as time. And, um, and, and think about how you want to deliver that. Yeah, that's, that's really interesting. I, it's funny. Like, I know that for me, I, I don't do like really an hourly sort of thing. Um, my packet, like my packages are you, you have me for, well, I say up to 10 hours. So in that, re in that regards, like I care about hours, but that's just cause I don't want to, I don't want to, I've done a 16 hour day before and I don't want to do it again. Well, <laughs> um, yeah. So th for that reason, I'm a little more, you know, uh, I'm, I'm picky about that part. But other than that, like, you know, I'm not doing an hourly thing where like, Oh, at eight hours I leave. Uh, right. I don't really care about the hours. I care about making sure I get everything that I need to put together a good video. Um, and so, yeah, I think, I think it differs a little bit from, 
photography in that regard where the photographer will just be like, okay, okay I'm cutting out because they don't really have as, and I, I don't want to, this isn't <laughs> like, I'm not trying to say anything bad about photographers, but they don't necessarily have as much of a story to tell in the sense of, you know, I, I need, here, here's these specific shots that I need. Um, and I need the Absolutely. beginning and I need the end. Um, right. So, so yeah, for me, it's always been, you know, you have me for the day. And when people ask me about hourly stuff, I'm like, no, you, you just like either you use me for the day or you don't. Um, and it sounds like that's pretty much kind of your, your approach as well. How, how long would you say you would need to shoot? I mean, what's like the longest elopement video? Like when you're talking about elopements, like what, what's a good <laughs> length for an elopement video? Yeah. I mean, Oh, for the actual video or for my time on the ground? Yeah, well, so I'm going to get to that, but I'm just curious, like what, like a really solid elopement video, like what's your favorite length of video? Oh, I was, I mean, I always say between like three and five minutes is typical for, for an elopement video. Yeah. Because, you know, you don't have the toast and you don't have, you know, sometimes I'll make my couple dance if they, you know, if they're dancing people. Um, but you know, that there's not usually a toast in the dance, but you know, sometimes, uh, I, and again, it just depends on the day. I did an Iceland elopement uh, last year, and it was a three-day ordeal. And I have an upcoming elopement um, that's going to be a three-day three ordeal as well. So day one, we're going to be um, um, driving four four by fours um, up in the mountains of Keystone. Day two, we're actually having the actual wedding elopement day. And day three, we're probably going to be either flying somewhere uh, in Durango or um, or doing hiking um, segment to their day and when we do that like of course their video is going to be longer they're going to have like probably like a you know five to seven minute video um and i don't i don't ever put a time limit on like your video won't be longer than this time it's about the storytelling to me um and and doing it in an artistic way that really highlights who they are and and their story segment but you know if there's other information that is not um um, that doesn't seem to fit well artistically into their film, then I always add that on the side. So I'll give that to them. Like, here's a toast that your uncle Bob gave you. It would have sounded really awful in your, in your video because it wasn't like super powerful, but I know that it's going to mean a lot to you. So here it is on the side, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm wondering like <laughs> when I, I know that especially when I first started hearing kind of about elopement videos and stuff, my first like impression was, oh, these are like lower budget videos. Do you find that people who want elopement videos, is there a correlation between what they want to spend or is and like the elopement video or is it really just more about like we don't want a big wedding and that's not really us? Like it, what's is there a correlation there? You know, I would say no. Um, that's that's an often people think that way, but um, in some ways they have more money for us for for videographers and photographers because they're not spending money on anything else. So uh, I find that most of my couples will spend more on me than they would have on a larger wedding because they're not having to divide their their budget and and what they value is photography and videography of their day. They don't have any other values. I mean, there's nothing else there that they are wanting to spend money on. So uh, I don't. So they're charge... not bringing like a big cake up the mountain, right? They're, they're not get... bringing a big cake. They might <laughs> get one bouquet of flowers, 
and that's it. Um, I mean, their dress they spend money on sometimes, but you know, we've had couples that spend $200 in a dress and then spend 4k on us. And so it's like, it, it's really, it's really not, um, there's, there's people for everywhere. I mean, you know, the same thing with even wedding videography, larger weddings, you know, I guess, you know, I don't get inquiries, but I mean, I've seen people on Facebook that say, you know, I have, you know, a $200 budget for a videography and I want eight hours. And you're like, how, how, how is that possible? But you know, that it, it happens like anywhere. There's people that have higher budgets and lower budgets in any realm, but don't, don't close your mind to saying that just, you know, I'm just talking to the, like videographers out there that want to get into this. Like, don't be afraid. I like, don't, don't close your mind thinking that, oh, there's not, there's not a budget for elopements. If that's what you're passionate about, there, there are, there are budgets for that. Yeah. That's like a really smart way to think about it, which I, I think I'm a relatively smart person and I hadn't at all thought of that the way you just described it, which is they're not spending all this money on other things. So they have money to spend on the <laughs> photography and videography. Um, right. And my, my thought was always like, well, they don't, they must not have money to spend because they're doing an elopement, which right. isn't necessarily the case because some people just don't want a big wedding. Like it's not who they are. It's not their style. Maybe they have social anxiety. Maybe they just don't like crowds. Maybe, maybe that they just don't want what everybody else tends to do. Absolutely. I, Cause I think that's a lot of the stigma. It's just like, Oh, if you're eloping, then you're either one, don't have money or two, um, you know, that something's wrong. <laughs> and it's like, no, it's like, yeah, a lot you're, of, a you're, lot of my you're running away are, from your family or you don't want right. your family to be there or something like and that. Families can come. A lot of times we have couples that their, their parents and their siblings come or their most intimate friends come. But it's just like, um, I had one bride call me and say, you know, um, I want you and I want you for this, like these two days, I want to have two different days and and I want to do these kind of things. These are the things that matter to us. We love hiking. We love being outside. We love like playing in water. So I was like, okay, so let me plan this out for you. And, and, and I'm going to charge you extra for an extra day. Um, which, you know, my wedding couples typically are like, I don't want to, you know, I love the idea of doing an adventure session the day after, but you know, an extra, you know, $900, that's a lot, you know, that's a lot to do. But, you know, and I pitched that to my alumni couples. They're like, my bride, her response was, that sounds awesome because I can tell my husband, to be that we were going to spend 20 to 30 K on a wedding to host all of his family, all of my family, all of the, you know, extended to do all the things that your mother wanted to do, all the things that my mother wanted to do. And this is how much money we were going to end up having to spend. And this is the amount of planning and this is the amount of time. I'm going to tell him that we're going to spend about 10 K and they're going to plan it all for us. And we're just going to show up and be walking through the mountains and having this intimate time with just us and our family, intimate family. And that's it. And he's going to be like, absolutely. And we get the most of that. You know, me and the photographer, we, we, we get paid well for doing the things that we love to do. And, um, and, you know, and we're able to bless the couple to do what they really want to do. So it, it's kind of a, a win-win. I, I've got like, I definitely have a few more questions that are a little bit more technical in nature, but do you find that your couples are maybe like your elopement couples? How do they compare to your (laughs) like traditional wedding couples? 
like um, are would you say they're more laid back or would you say yeah, absolutely a lot of times they are i mean i totally get laid back large you know larger weddings yeah i do I, too I, yeah, I mean, I, I recently had a, a couple, that, a larger wedding couple um, that called me and, and they're like, we love your style. We love the elopement idea. We just have so much family that we can't, like, it, we wouldn't make the 30 minute, you know, the 30 cap for, you know, for an elopement anyways. And and they, like, we talked on the phone for a long time and I was like, yeah, you know what, I'll take, I'll, I'll definitely take your wedding, even though you're a larger wedding. Because they were like so, they were so chill. Their day was so chill. They're just gonna be like a lot of us hanging out, and and they still wanted the intimacy of it. So, but that same vibe is what most of my elopement couples are like. Super stress free. They're eloping because they don't want stress. They're eloping because they don't value etiquette. Um, they don't care if things look a certain way. You know, they don't even care if their wedding dress gets some dirt on it because they're in the mountains. I mean, they've hiked in a wedding dress. So, you know, that's kind of the more of their mentality as opposed to some of my other couples, larger weddings, not all of them, of course, but, you know, they they value things of, of how things look and they value how things um, appear to others as well as to themselves. And, and that can cause more stress because things need to look okay, you know? Um, and, and, you know, if that's what they value, that's, you know, that's what they value. Um, but, you know, you definitely can see a difference um, with the stress in their face and the stress on their bodies um, in the two days, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, it does make sense. And I'll, I'll admit to being one of those people who I think in general, I tend to be one of those people that cares about how things look. Mm. Um, sure. Like I've been, this is going to sound crazy. I've I just got two new tripods to match my like main tripod that I was using. Uh, that's so funny. Uh, and <laughs> the the like the reason I well I needed new tripods, but the reason I didn't even consider any other brands was because I wanted them all three to match. Yeah. Um, because <laughs> for some reason I'm I was always like really <laughs> self conscious about like oh I have these three tripods and none of them are the same. Like sure. that looks so weird. So I'm yeah, definitely, I can, yeah, yeah, I can definitely kind of relate to that feeling of like, Oh, I want my shoes to look clean or like, yeah, I don't, you know, like I, I just totally get that side of people too. Um, yeah. and, but I also kind of wish in a way it would be a lot less stressful for me, uh, if I was a little bit more like not really caring about a whole lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah, sure. I mean, I've always been a little bit more, um, like I just don't, I, I just don't care a lot of what people think about my looks. Um, and I, I think, I mean, I know this sounds kind of bad, but like my husband, who I, I find quite handsome, you know, he always spends a lot more time getting ready <laughs> than I do. At least when we first were married, you know, like I, I I wore sweatpants out and I don't like I wouldn't care and Mouse would be like oh no I gotta get changed you know like we've been lounging all day this is before we had kids after you have kids you care even less <laughs> you're just like survival like look I'm, I'm, I'm dying over here but uh, um, but you know before we had kids it'd be like alright let's run to Walmart and he would be like oh I have to get you know gotta change my, my, my pants and gotta change my shirt and gotta brush my hair and I'm like oh uh, 
I'm going to wear these, you know, baggy sweatpants <laughs> and flip-flops. So <laughs> I guess it's just been more of who I am anyways. So maybe I just connect with my couples on that level. Nice. So. Well, so we're getting a little, we're getting close to the end here, but before, uh, before we, uh, wrap this up, I do have some questions for you about, like, I just can't get past like some of the technical stuff. So do you, do you ever bring like an assistant with you on these elopements? Not unless I'm doing a 14er. Okay. A 14er is a mountain, right? For people yeah. who maybe not yeah. are not familiar with mountainous landscapes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, yeah. If I do a 14er. Um, so you're then, telling me like you actually will hike the whole 14er. Right. How, how, long, do, how long does that take? With, like, <laughs> well, your... I guess it depends on which one, but yeah. Um, like, and usually like beer status, you know, so uh, I'm of course, the, those I don't even charge. Like I wouldn't even that would you would not be able to do that in eight hours but usually they wouldn't do like an, an uh, uh, um, a reception or so afterwards but so if it was something like a really strenuous hike where I didn't need the extra weight on my body because we're going to be getting into thin air <laughs> that if that was kind of the issue then yeah um, I, I would need to bring an assistant most likely my husband <laughs> who would be like my you know my Sherpa who can carry my stuff for me and then I can be like taking stuff for larger weddings as you know there's so much like running and and hassles that that yeah i try to have an assistant or a second shooter but i don't you i don't i find a lot of my couples don't want a lot of people there you know i love working with one photographer and and me and that's it yeah. you know i think that's why like adventure instead and i like work pretty well together because it's like we loved keeping it simple <laughs> yeah Awesome. Uh, what are you? <laughs> I just like had this vision of you. Have you seen that movie Free Solo? Oh, we're halfway through it, but my kids wouldn't stop screaming and running that we couldn't finish hearing it. Oh. So we turned it off. We're oh, halfway man. Through it. It's so I just awesome. I just pictured you like shooting that guy's wedding and you're like <laughs> hanging off a rock face like with all your with like a gimbal or something. No, no. Uh, to tell you the truth, uh, actual mountain climbing is not is not my thing. <laughs> Won't do that. Okay. Uh, so, so when you get, when it's time to do, like do ceremony stuff, what are you doing for ceremony, like audio? Are you micing? Mic them up. Are you so? Are you micing the groom and the bride? Absolutely. And then how are you micing the bride? Like, so tell me I everything have... about what you're doing for have, micing the bride the, and groom. Yeah, I use the DR10. Yep. Um, the Tascam. Uh, if you don't have those, they're fantastic. It's, Is that what you yeah, use? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I tell people this all the time, and people are sick of hearing this, but like, they were definitely my best purchase. And to I think it was 2016 or maybe 2017. Like I pre-ordered them because when as soon as I saw them, like I'm a huge Tascam fan, and as right. soon as I saw them, I was like, oh, I got to So I pre-ordered two of them, and then I bought a third one just to have, just in case. Yep. So I have a, I have three of them. I have a white one and I have two black ones. Okay. Um, so the white one obviously is for the bride. Absolutely. And so I bring a, um, a garter with me. That's a, um, flexible, comfortable garter just in case she's not wearing it. Cause a lot of times my elopement couples don't have a garter cause they're not doing a garter toss and all that. So, um, and I will strap it to her leg and I will move, uh, take the Tascam and, and, and connect it to her, to her thigh. And then I'm able to snake up the, um, 
the mic to her dress and pin it in the inside so that we you can barely see it if, if at all yeah and so i use that for her so and then for for us guys <laughs> like i my dream is to mic the bride but it always seems like so weird so yeah, that would be weird uh, yeah <laughs> is there a way like what would <laughs> like if i were to do this out there and it's just me like what what is the best advice you could give me to make it not weird? So, um, first of all, for her, um, just have have her put on the good of herself and just tell her what to do okay. step by step. Yeah. Um, now, most likely, if you're gonna, so that's the thing is like a lot of times we're having to having to help her get dressed. Being two women, that's easier. Like the photographer and us, like me being a woman, it's easier to do that because I sure. can help zip her up or you know and she's she's kind of naked in a bush so she's having to like you know us being there makes it easier uh, being female um so like if, if you weren't gonna help her zip her up which most likely you wouldn't be um you probably have to allow the, the groom to help you do all that yeah so gotcha um just let his hands be the one that you know pins it to her and and again that's like usually during the ceremony but you you i find that a lot of times you have to mic up the bride before you zip it because it's so it is usually so tight gotcha so, yeah that's uh man it's like my dream but i'm just like too like eh, it's it's gonna be a hassle and it's gonna be weird right. and so, so for you you might want to bring an assistant you know have yeah. someone that's just there to hold your gear, a female assistant to hold your gear to, um, you know, maybe they can do that flying the drone thing while you're doing your thing. And then, um, and then, you know, helping, helping the bride. It's not a bad thing to have like someone there. The other, other option as well is always keep in mind that a lot of times couples will elope with their mothers and their fathers. So the mother of the bride can always be there to assist. So even for the first look time, you can have the mother hike up with them and then, um, and, you know, and then they can step away from the first look, but they can be there to assist. Awesome. What do, what are you doing? Are, is there any other audio stuff that you're doing or is it just those two DR10s for the ceremony? And, and, and the officiant, if, if there is an officiant, Colorado doesn't require officiants. So there's not always an officiant. You can you can do it all by yourself without anything, without even a witness. Um, so if that's if that's the case, then yeah, um, you know it's just the two of them. And and if not, I have the 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 other. And and I'll, and I'll be honest. Sometimes up there on the windy windy mountains, the the audio is not like spectacular, even with those amazing test camps because it's so windy. And I find most of, again, going with the chill couples, they don't mind because it was a windy day. Yeah. You know, you see the wind blowing in their hair. You see the wind, you know, blowing against their bodies and you can tell that they're cold and they're, they're, you know, laughing there in the wind. And, and so to strip all that wind away anyways would not be, um, completely genuine to their day. So uh, most of my couples don't mind that, but yeah, you're gonna, you're gonna get wind. Yeah, for sure. Um, Okay. And when you pin the, sorry, one more question about, cause I'm like super, <laughs> I just want to make sure everybody clearly understands when you're pinning the mic on the bride, where is that going? Are you like, I know dresses are all different, <laughs> but do right. you, are you putting it on the outside or no. the inside? 
and it, on the inside okay and then how do so, you keep the mic from like rubbing against skin or the dress or whatever and creating like that ex like that kind of like grating noise right it's all about the proper placement so i mean it just depends on the dress usually dresses have a line in them like a bust line and then the lace or what else is on top of it so I, I try to find that sweet spot and I'm, and I'm turning the mic in just the right way where it's facing up away from the skin, away from the, the rubbing. So it's, it's really that sweet spot. I, you know, obviously uh, practice some of that on home. If you have a, a wife or a girlfriend, practice that at home some. Yeah. Um, yeah and I'm because, guessing there's like a little bit of space between the dress and the skin, especially towards the top, right? Up, right. Up towards the top of the dress. Right. Okay. And it also depends on body type. I mean, if she's um, a more busty girl or not, I mean, it all matters on all of that. And I know that's real intimate talk, but like it's, it's stuff to really consider. Um, yeah, I like to right. talk about it now and not at the wedding. So Right. <laughs> hey, yeah, um, absolutely. So it just depends on her dress and, and just getting it placement, right? And again, like I usually I don't have a huge issue with that because they're not like running when they're telling their vows. So they're standing still. So the... the the rub and all that, that, that pounding sound usually isn't an issue for me. Nice. Okay, cool. Um, ceremony cams, like are you using two cameras for the ceremony? Like when it comes time yep. for them to say vows and stuff or? I do, um, just for my sake. Um, and so how I do have, you usually, I, sorry, I know people are going to be able to go on your website and check out what you do and see how you sure. do it. Um, but for those listening, like are, are you doing like how are you setting those cameras up in the sense of like what's in the shot of each of those cameras is it just the bride and groom or is it i assume you have the officiant in some of the shots if there is one or how does what does that look like yeah in the back i told you i brought i brought um a tripod with me i have a, a manfrotto uh, carbon fiber tri uh, tripod super lightweight i put my um I put my 35 there and I get that in the back. So I get all the people that are present and some of the mountain, the backdrop. Um, and then uh, on, you know, either handheld or on my monopod or on the gimbal, I have my 85 that I'm doing face to face. So I, you know, whenever he's giving his vows, I'm focusing on him. And again, again, because it's such a, it's not like you're having an aisle to walk around. You have like three feet and then you're on the other side to get her. So when they're like, switching up vowels to do hers I, I go to her side so that's that's kind of it simple and easy nice i love it uh anything about day of stuff that um like any tips for somebody who's doing their first elopement like they're going to be hiking up a mountain or going out far off anything that they should bring uh, or be aware of before they before they go yeah um two things um use the all trails app that can make sure that you're staying on <laughs> um, the trail that you want to be on. And that can help you find new trails. If you're like, I don't even know where to start, you know, I guarantee you if you write most people, like, where is this location? They're not going to give that to you. We worked really hard to, like, research. We spent a lot of hours researching the right spots and, the, and you know, the right um, trails that would be easy enough but, you know, still epic. So um, do your own work on that end. Use all trails and then lots of research online. Um, number two, um, bring headlamps, always bring headlamps cause you don't know, you know, especially if you're doing a sunrise, bring enough for you and the couples because they will forget them at times <laughs> and you need that. 
Um, also bring lots and lots of hand warmers and even toe warmers. Um, I use them inside of my gloves. So have your warm hand gloves and then slick them inside and that helps a lot. Um, those are my main, main, you know, tips. Yeah. Tricks. Do, you, do you have a favorite, <laughs> do you have a favorite piece of gear, uh, that you find is really in, in, invaluable on these hikes? Um, I mean, having a lightweight tripod, like I said, is like super important. Um, so any, like if I brought my, my larger wedding tripods, that would be so heavy and would totally weigh on me. So I would just say really invest in a lightweight, but, but high quality tripod, uh, is super important. And then, um, um, I mean, other than that, like I love having my, my Sony camera that has a lot of, you know, stable stabilization in it. How, how long would you say for like your average elopement are you, are you spending like how much time would you spend from start to finish? So like including maybe there's a day or two days of shooting, uh, like how long does it usually take you to do the whole project? Oh, like all the planning can take quite some time. I mean, I might invest, you know, another 10 hours and, you know, and making phone calls. Like it depends on which one it is, but like this, this airplane, Airplane elopement is taking a lot of time. I've had to call probably about 20 different companies trying to find the right one that could do what they're wanting to do. Um, and then I'm having, you know, to, to plan the actual spot once we land, you know, how far away is the spot that we're going to go and elope to. That's why when, when I've had some couples call or some photographers call and ask for like particular spots or particular like itineraries, I'm like, I'm not giving that right now. You know, you can pay me. And I'll totally, I'll totally help you out. But it takes, you know, these are working hours that we, you know, I, I, I invest a, a whole lot of time in um, beforehand. So in some, some ways, you know, people talk about elopements being less stress or a little less work. But in, in all reality, it's, it's considerably more work um, than a larger wedding. And that's why we don't charge less than a larger wedding. Yeah. Yeah, that makes that makes a lot of sense for sure. Um, do you find that you're like in your role of the planning? Like, is that are you do you are you taking the the lead on that in terms of like where they're going? I mean, obviously, they probably give you a general idea of like, hey, we want to go to this particular mountain or whatever. Um, but then, is it on you to find <laughs> all the spots that you want to shoot? And how how does that work with like the photographer and stuff? Is the photographer do you like I just wonder I would imagine the photographer is going to have their own opinion about where they want to go and stuff too so how do, how does that all shake out yeah so um when the couples book me first um I typically do like all of it and sometimes they call me and say I don't even know what mountain I want to elope at like I just want to elope with somewhere beautiful <laughs> and I'm like okay and I so I do it from the ground up sometimes they're like I want to elope in Breckenridge here and so it's, it's easier on that end. But as far as with the photographer, I, I, especially when they book me first, I, I definitely encourage them to, um, I have a, I have a, you know, referral list that I, um, encourage them to try to stick around that list and make sure that whenever they're interviewing someone, um, for that photography, that they're cool with working with a videographer. Um, sometimes, you know, most of the time they are, they're awesome. I've occasionally worked with some that are, that are um, very territorial and, and are not just like videographers can be, you know, it's just human people. Um, so like having that team is, is so essential. 
But I find that most of the times, I mean, I, I, I like I call up the photographer, we work, you know, we try to work really well together with like, hey, this is what I'm thinking. This is what I'm planning. Um, do you know of any other spots around this area? What do you think would be the best, you know, spot and angle? You know, because honestly, we're a team. And that's what makes it so intimate is that this can be four of us, just the four of us. And maybe, you know, maybe they'll have their family, but like us being able to plan that. And I love, personally, I, I love having like really good friendships with photographers that, that it's not just on you. Like you guys can bounce ideas off of each other and, and play well with each other. So that's, I, that's why I try to stick within like the, the, the list that I have and I love to grow my list. So if you are a photographer listening to this and you're an elopement photographer or want to get more into that, I totally reach out because I don't offer photography at all and I, and I, I don't plan to uh, because I love to, to partner up with, with awesome photographers and, and to build friendships and, and to you know, kind of dream and plan together. So <laughs> teamwork. Nice. Well, awesome. Thanks so much for uh, for taking the time to do this. A uh, couple questions before you go, though. Uh, do you have any, like, uh, favorite or maybe videographers that you either like, kind of look up to or that inspire you um, that people should check out? Yeah, I mean, like I mean, like I mentioned, Adam Bradley, his work is, you know, spectacular to me. Your work is also supreme um and i mean you guys are just so fantastic especially with the larger wedding hey, round. why just... why did you cough when you said that you liked my work <laughs> yeah cough cough right <laughs> it's the cold man cough, i feel cough. like i feel um, like that wasn't sincere okay <laughs> yeah cough, cough. all right well now um, but... i know where you stand <laughs> that's right uh and i think it might be because i've lived in europe so much that um a lot of my work is a little bit more moody and a little bit darker. A lot of times I will create work and it will be pretty dark, uh, pretty like, um, pretty moody, I mean. And, and, and sometimes I have to like scale it down a little bit to make it more American. But so I follow a lot of European artists um, and, I, and I take a lot of inspiration from them. Like Maru is, um, is it's just really, I'm, I'm, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, right but um, I, I have followed them for a very long time. It's M A. Uh, are you their work is just so um soulful and i and so if you want someone that will really blow your socks off i mean just with just like getting into the artistic side of things um and they do a lot of elopements as well definitely check them out um uh, and then um I, I i guess you would pronounce this like creative um it um it's start it's spelled with a k k r e a t i v <coughs> I believe is how you, you spell that. Um, his work, his name is, I think it's Ricardo and, um, Fasoli. And I, 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 I believe I'm pronouncing that right as well. They're both um, really, really spectacular. Um, I think they even filmed each other's weddings. <laughs> and um, they, they move me. They move me very much. So if you want to look at something that's a little bit outside of the American box and, and, and get into something um, a little bit more moody, a little bit more artistic, check them out for sure. Yeah. Awesome. And where can people find you if they want to send, maybe send you a message or see your work? Uh, yeah. tell us where, uh, where you're at. It's, uh, WhitneyMilton.com. So that's W H I T N E Y. And then M is in Mary I L T O N. Awesome. Uh, should we be following you on Instagram or anything like that? Yeah, likewise, it's just uh, 
you know, Instagram slash Whitney Milton Films. Okay. Awesome. Pretty simple. <laughs> yeah. Um, trying to, I thought I was, let's see here. I thought I had you pulled up on. Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for uh, being on the uh, the podcast. I know a lot of people listening really appreciate your insight. And um, yeah, just hearing it, like, I don't think we've really talked about elopements before. So this is, uh, <laughs> this is super useful to a lot of people, I'm sure. So awesome Uh, yeah so thanks so much for taking the time out we really appreciate it thank you so much i I look forward to to keeping in touch with you and following more all right guys that wraps up my interview with whitney milton of whitney milton films uh go online check out her work uh follow her on instagram and uh you know if you feel so inclined shoot her a message and let let her know what you thought of the podcast um i can say that whitney is a super super helpful person and uh if you guys have questions for her i have no doubt that she would be willing to uh help you out and answer any questions that you guys have if you guys like this podcast please rate review subscribe all that good stuff on itunes it really helps us out and i just want to say a big thank you again uh for for everyone who tunes in every week to listen um really means a lot to me and uh, i hope you guys are getting a ton out of it so with that until next time later